Welcome to Delightfully Dysfunctional, a podcast about navigating the emotions of the human condition and the challenges that come with it. I'm Kehlani Persian Mason, a psychotherapist and life coach with James Timmons and Ever Curious Human. This is not a replacement for mental health therapy. Please seek out mental health care if that's what you're needing. This is an opportunity for self-healers to dive deep and understand more about themselves. Welcome to our first podcast. I'm so excited for us to dive yeah. deep. I kind of, I gave our, our mission statement, our goal, but this is just an exciting opportunity to have real conversations. For sure. Um, and to, to be, yeah, curious about the uncomfortable, the challenging, the hard pieces about being human. Yeah. Um, and I know we're both excited about it. So I'd love to know more about your reason why you're here too, James. Yes, actually, and that's those where I was hoping we'd go. Um, well, I, I guess first I want to start like with how it uh, we kind of came together to with this vision, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was I was already wanting to start a podcast with you specifically, and then because um, you were a guest on the previous now canceled podcast and um yeah it went really well and i've become really passionate about like mental health and that whole world and so um but then you unsolicitedly that's the word you reached out to me right about just potentially uh, doing a podcast in um and then so i was like oh my gosh this is perfect and you use the word serendipitous I did, I and did. I, and you had to look it up, yeah, but it Google was the it, perfect yeah. word for what happened because <laughs> yeah. I was having similar thoughts and like, ooh, am I ready to challenge myself in this way? And I thought, you know, James might have some answers, but in the back of my mind, I was also like, that felt like a really good flow in that previous podcast. Yeah. I would want someone kind of like James to to do that with, and then ta-da, like serendipity. this idea, serendipity, this idea was born. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I guess uh, to answer your question, my reason, uh, like I went through a personal journey, um, a lot of personal failures, but I learned a lot of lessons in that, you know, short time. And um, and it's really opened my eyes to just how much I have in common with the with everyone else's human experience, but then also how much I was able to glean from other people who were kind of open and vulnerable with their failures so then, like, my own personal commitment is that I want to be so brutally vulnerable and open and honest that, so you know, as an attempt to help people who might be listening. And because I'm not an expert, you know, and I'm not trained, but I am, uh, yeah, I'm just going to be, I'm going to be like a, the, the case zero. <laughs> you're, of, you're the case study? Yeah, the case study, <laughs> the human experiment. So I'm like I'm I'm dedicating I'm donating my 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 body to science. <laughs> I'm gonna donate my trauma to the yeah. podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that being a curious human is a high honor. So I think it's exciting that you're here, and some of like what our audience gets to see is that unfolding because yeah. we don't know each other all that well, right. but we do click really well when we can have these kinds of talks. Yeah. So it'll be fun to kind of like 
peel the layers of the onion and yeah, see what comes smell up. Smell it within tears. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, the onion. Yeah, it's we're gonna. There's gonna be tears for sure. Dang. Yeah. So some of the things that I want to include in this podcast, and we'll see an evolution of this as we move forward, is that I'd really love for there to be guest experts or yeah. other people that are joining us. You'll probably see other therapists at times join us or other people who are just willing to like be real. Yeah. I want that authentic shit. For sure. Give it. Bring it. And then um, I also am really excited because an element that we're going to be adding in is to either be taking written advice that is their wanting advice yeah. of anyone. It can be anonymous. So we'll make sure to include the link with this podcast episode. Please write into us. Mm-hmm. Um, we can also have people call in and yeah. we can like in live time be like talking through whatever is going on with them and giving them advice. Again, this is not a replacement for therapy, mm-hmm. but it is an opportunity for personal growth or a different perspective. Yeah. Um, but those are things that I'm excited that will be happening here on Delightfully Dysfunctional too. Yeah. So the name you came up with, like what was, I guess, kind of mm, unpack that for yeah. us. Yeah. Oh, that was a good question. Um, I, I think we're all dysfunctional and I want to embrace that. And the delightfully so is kind of, you know, poking fun of there's a negative connotation when we say dysfunctional. It's different, odd, not working properly, not effective. Those might be ways I would define it. But delightfully so is also kind of like to me saying, yeah, I know it. And I'm working on it. I'm mm. aware of it. I can embrace some of those things. I'm not here to people please. I'm here to be real. I'm here to be authentic. And to me, the name ring clear with the mission we were wanting to have. And the mission I have personally and that I have for the podcast. Yeah. Well, and I love like that name I think is perfect for um the human experience. And uh because um i I heard it was I think it was Mr. Rogers who said, um, all people are precious and all people have pain. And so, and then uh, this guy, Dr. Allender, who I listened to, he said, he put it this way, where we're all an, an intersection of beauty and brokenness. And so, those, like, that's truth. That's reality. So, like, if I think delightfully dysfunctional really encapsulates that whole idea mm-hmm. where, um, yeah, we're the brokenness but beautiful and um yeah so i think that as long as like when we stake our, plant our flag in that whole that whole idea it's and then i think it resonates with people yeah. because it's honest and i guess i'm really tired of maybe um a societal bullshit notion that yeah. there's an end goal of perfection or yeah. that we should be trying to be perfect mm-hmm. that doesn't feel authentic and that can breed so much anxiety and depression and feelings of worthlessness or imposter syndrome so i i think it's very real and healthy to be able to say yeah, like I am human. Yeah. These are the areas that I might struggle with. Being human does mean that there are challenges, there's discomfort, there's pain, it's hard work, but it can also be delightful. Let yeah. me show you how. Yeah. Let me show you how it doesn't, we don't have to stay in the suck. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um. Okay. You said imposter syndrome, which I've heard 
lately. I guess we don't have to unpack that right now. That could be a whole episode, right? It could be a whole episode. But yeah, I mean, imposter syndrome, that idea like I'm going to be found out or I need to be there's different even types that we could define. Some people I need to be all knowing. So if I don't have all the answers or I'm not the genius, then I'm failing everyone or the idea I have to be superwoman or superman. Um, Everything will crumble. And yeah, that's that's one of the many topics that we'll get to dive into that I'm, I'm passionate about. Yeah. One thing I want to know about you, okay. though. Yeah, I'm turning the table. See, <laughs> he's trying to take the, the attention off of himself. <laughs> it's not working. I, you know, we're talking about vulnerability, and there's something I think our audience should know about you uh-huh. when it comes to that, and that's that they might um, they might notice some sounds on the podcast. Oh, yeah. They uh-huh. might be watching, and they might see some ticks. Yeah. Would you want to explain a little bit about that to them, James? Yes, I am. Uh, I was going to make a joke. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, I have Tourette's syndrome. Uh, and if you don't know what Tourette's is, it's a neurological disorder that, um, yeah, you can Google it. But um, you, you might hear me go, yep. every once in a while, that's one of my ticks, and you'll notice it in my blinking. And... Uh, that that's the more pronounced one probably but um yeah so uh i've had threats my whole life um it's hereditary and i've i just live with it and no yeah this is the, these are the questions that i always get am i medicated no i tried medication when i was 18 years old and it was like a tranquilizer so i i chose not to but um yeah that's that's what it is Tourette's. so uh yeah, it'd be cool. How does it feel to talk about it in a public platform like this? I love to talk about it because I've always said that um, the like the cure for Tourette's is uh, knowledge. Because if everyone in the world knew what Tourette's was and that I had Tourette's, then I could comfortably walk into any setting and just have my Tourette's, just be loud or whatever, and people will be like, "Oh, cool, whatever." That's what he does, you know. Mm-hmm. So, like my daughter, my oldest daughter has Tourette's um and it was good that you know like I'm her dad and I can kind of like speak Mm. what what to expect and because a lot of times people with Tourette's um they would get bullied I never really got bullied because I knew what it was early on and I'd be really outspoken about it but um I uh but a lot of times if you are bullied you'll sort of um become like a victim and then you'll allow uh that thing to to sort of dictate your life and mm-hmm. that so i never i never had to experience that thankfully and i so then when i when my daughter was diagnosed with it i got to you know kind of give her the same mindset of like no this is never going to go away just tell everyone about it and you know just embrace it yeah and if somebody mm. ever and most people are really understanding and cool about it in my experience and uh so um but i mean i i would say if somebody you know, does have an issue with it or whatever, then, you know, they, that's a personal boundary. You know, they don't have to be in your life. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that's a good um, filter system. Like mm-hmm. if you have an issue with this, then you're not meant to be an important person in my life. Yeah. I think that you uh, in this platform too can provide a really powerful message about like embracing all of yourself. Yeah. And I think that, it's actually, it's a really cool and inspiring thing because I've known people who have Tourette syndrome and they do really struggle with that idea of perfectionism or that mm. idea of, um, 
even like a fear sometimes of leaving the home or being in public spaces. And so it's a really cool aspect of of your life that we get to share here too. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for opening up about that. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Now you guys know I'm not on drugs because I would get that question a lot too. (laughs) Oh man. (laughs) Not on drugs right now. (laughs) Yeah. I want to dive a little bit more into my why too. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. yeah, I realized like being a therapist, I love my job. I really do. I get to dive into the deep end. I get to have like these real conversations and it's awesome. I also like to have conversations where I can be vulnerable myself and there's that equal back and forth too. Yeah. And so this is a cool opportunity for that. And I was ready to do more public speaking. And this is a way that fits into my life as a mother right now that it it works. We, I can be, I can feel all of those things. I have to be honest, I shared a little bit with you a few weeks ago. I was struck all of a sudden with a lot of fear and anxiety about the podcast. Oh, uh-huh. Yeah. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Oh shit, if you put your thoughts and your ideas or your truth out there, like that's inviting criticism. Not everyone's oh, going to like what I have to say or yeah. it might not fit with their reality. They might not be ready to hear it. Uh-huh. And I had to sit with that cuz part of me was like, oh, how do we bail? <laughs> yeah. I it was I was scared and I'm like, ooh. And then I I sat with that for a little bit and I really chose to you know, I try to practice what I preach most definitely, but there's times when that's also difficult. So I had to sit with that for a second and I decided, you know what? Part of this life, like I'd already mentioned, is how do we challenge ourselves and grow mm-hmm. when we feel uncomfortable, yeah. when it feels painful, when it's hard work? And I chose to keep going. Yeah. I was feeling all those things. I was feeling all those things at the same time. And I'm like, you know what? That is disingenuine for me to say I want other people to not care and walk through the world not caring what other people think of them mm-hmm. for me to not do the same thing. And I'm not saying I'm not going to care about opinions, but to honor my truth. That's all I'm sharing here. Yeah, I'm not saying it's what's going to fit for everybody. Exactly. And I can I can work through that discomfort just fine. Yeah. So it was a, this is an opportunity and an experiment for me, really, about what do I do if I go into this without an expectation, except that I enjoy having these conversations. And Absolutely. that headspace allows for a lot of creativity and fun. So yeah. I'm working on I'm working on that piece. And that's part of my why. And this is my little like social experiment, delightfully dysfunctional. Yeah. What could happen if I just have fun that's right yeah well and um well i'm really glad that you chose to process through that and you're here today (laughs) yeah i didn't go running from my own anxiety and insecurities yeah i'm here well and i mean because like you know it was in all reality the biggest critic is probably you oh you're probably imagining like what because i do that all the time like what oh my gosh what if what if i what are people gonna think but then just like lately I, I had all these like creative ideas and I'm just like, if, if I don't do it, then nobody will. And like, this is what I want to do. But yeah, like you, what you alluded to, um, me not being a professional, the best I can give is just, you know, observations from my exper- experience. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I think that that that's really all we're going to offer is uh, like, here's our take on this thing. 
I mean, you have way more. You're you're the professional, so what's so you have more funny? Credibility. What's so funny is what I'm with like the the background of what I'm hearing in this back and forth is that listen to the excuses we can give ourselves <laughs> and how all of them are kind of bullshit. My excuse was other people like I put I can be a perfectionist about being a therapist because mm. now I'm in this space wanting to like pull the curtain down, uh-huh. you know, and that is a little bit scary. And to show my realness, like I don't, when I think about a good therapist now, I think about someone who has gone through the trenches and understands the realness. I'm not thinking of someone whose life has been perfect and without challenge. And so I'm wanting to show what the challenges have been, what they are and how I am trying to walk that walk. But that is intimidating. So I could give my own block there. And for your own different reasons, you're saying like I could I this is intimidating in to some degree or there's some insecurity because you're not the expert. But mm-hmm. yet like see like anyone, we could all be coming up with such yeah. excuses that really at the end of the day, like does it matter? Yeah, exactly. We're all humans. We're all navigating the human experience. Yeah. So this is also just a radical act to maybe like hopefully resonate with others. Like if there's that thing that you want to do and you're scared of it, like how can you just be more curious about it? Yeah. Like don't run from it. Like what? Lean in. Lean into it. (laughs) Yeah. Lean into the discomfort. Yeah. And and that's been like probably our favorite buzzword, right? Yes. Yes. We've been saying that a lot. Um, We you came over to my therapy office and we were having a a work meeting and you mentioned a picture behind me in my office and there's a bison on it. And Mm -hmm. I started sharing a little bit more about my life, which. Yeah, tell everyone about your bison experience. I have just like a really unique childhood. So there'll be interesting tidbits, tidbits that will throw people for a loop. I know it. But um, like I. I was born in Alaska, but I have a Hawaiian name, but I'm half Japanese and I was raised on a bison ranch in northern Minnesota. None <laughs> of that makes sense. I know none of that makes any sense. You're the but all this American. Is, this is, so yeah, my family owned a bison ranch. We also had llama, miniature llamas. No, llamas, miniature donkeys is what we had. Jackass and Jenny ass. You know what a mi- miniature donkey is in Spanish? Burrito. Small donkey, burro. What is small? I forgot. Ito. Ito Ito burrito? No, just burrito. Oh. Because burro, ito. Oh. So you had a burrito farm. Sorry, go ahead. No, yeah. (laughs) And I like that. I should start saying that. Um, But yeah, we had bison. And that is, was an odd thing for us to do uh, because there's not that many bison ranches out there. But um, it brought up a good conversation. Like when... There's a fable, but it's true about bison walking through a storm instead of waiting it out or finding shelter. They don't run for cover. And that was true. I grew up in northern Minnesota. We're talking 30 below blizzards. (laughs) It is freaking cold. The water in your eyes is freezing when you go outside. It is extreme. And these bison would walk through this blizzard in this storm. And... When there's a challenge in life, you know, how do we walk through it? They knew that they would get through it faster if they walked into it rather than sitting through it or running and hiding. And I think that that's a really beautiful metaphor for life and the things that we choose to be curious about. So, Mm. yeah, like lean in, run from cover (laughs) and uh, be like a bison. These are like the messaging the 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 things that I think we have to remind ourselves. And you mentioned run from cover. 
I know. Wink, wink. Your husband's band was named Run From Cover, right? For that exact reason. So, like, again, serendipity. (laughs) Yeah, that was before you ever even knew each other. Oh, for sure. Yeah. This was, I mean, like, wait, yeah, he didn't, again, northern Minnesota. So, as a child, he knew nothing about bison or this thing about bison. And when I met him, his band name had been established. But, yeah, his band was called Run From Cover for that exact uh, line of thinking, that reasoning. And I played a show with that band. So here I we know, are. It all I comes know. full circle. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> Winding road. Yeah. So, yeah, that's all super interesting. Um, and the bison, the whole symbolism there. I love it. And bison are just tough, brute beasts that are probably pretty tasty, right? Yeah, I mean, you cook them low and slow. That meat is tender. Mm-mm. Do you have any? Still? Current? No. Oh. And I was so spoiled as a child when I think back when it comes to it. Like, our meat was from the animals in our pasture, in my front yard that yeah. I would see every morning. And my mom had a garden and me had, like, fresh vegetables. Our neighbors had farm fresh eggs. It's a little bit bizarre because it feels honestly like a past life. Mm. There were a lot of... It was such a rural community And there are a lot of unique things we'll be unpacking about that, too. I mean, such a rural community that in the whole county, there was no stoplight. Oh. That my graduating class was 46 people. (laughs) And they were the same people I started out with in third grade, pretty much. So you had, like, straight up uh, text, or I mean, like, quintessential Midwestern experience. Oh, yeah. I mean, I did my time. 15 years time. Yeah. But there was so there's a lot of beauty there. And uh-huh. at the same time, like I was representing all the minorities. There was yeah. no one else around. And it kind of felt like one other reason to be different. Please, mm. anyone in middle school and high school, did you want to be different? No, no one wants to be different. Yeah. Biologically, even we don't want to be different. Biologically, yeah. at that phase in our life, we are seeking sameness and likeness with our peers so that we know where we fit in with our tribe because mm-hmm. we are. Uh, social beings. We are people who need community and our biology tells us that we will be safe if we have our tribe. Yeah. And so these middle school, high school years, we're seeking where to fit in, which also highlights the ways we don't fit in. Yeah. And for me and the way that I was raised, I was one of the only homes that wasn't really raised uh, in a Christian household, I'd say. It was, we'll get into that. It was more of a confusing mishmash. Um, I looked different than everyone else. I had the weird name. I grew up on the funny farm and I was one of the few homes that had divorced parents at that time. Mm. So it felt, it, it felt difficult, even though there was a lot of beauty in my childhood. Yeah. But then it gave you a very unique experience. Yeah. It ha- yeah, exactly. Like now I can very much see how those challenges have made it like I have a lot of I have a lot of reasons I can relate to almost anyone. Yeah. You gleaned the stu- the lessons because a lot of people who have unique experiences will just like find like escapes or something or like self-destructive stuff. So oh, I did that, too. We'll get into that. Okay. that- oh, yeah. I mean, but but. The working through it to get to a healthier place, that's hard work. And people want to resist that, too. Yeah. And but but yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I grew up. I'm also half Asian. So Asian invasion. <laughs> yeah. But um, we uh, I grew up in a, a single parent home, just my dad and my brother was there. And um, yeah, so a lot of childhood trauma. But then I sort of accidentally built a pretty good life for myself 
but then later in life, I, I started doing self-destructive things and it will get into that as well. But, um, that's where I learned all these lessons and then it made me passionate about, you know, mental health. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited about where we're going to go in this whole journey. I thought it would be a little bit fun for us to play a game. I do this with my clients when I'm getting to know them. Um, I was also an elementary school counselor, so I'd like to bamboozle the kids with this game. (laughs) Uh, But two truths and a lie. Since we are... You're you're watching organically us getting to know one another, honestly, on this podcast. So there's a lot I don't know about you. Yeah. Okay. Um, So I'm going to take a second and think about my two truths and a lie, and you are too. And then I think it'll be fun. Our audience can like secretly be guessing a little bit as well. Okay. Wait, so I have to think of two truths and one lie? You do. Yeah. (laughs) Can you handle it? But then the lie has to be something. You don't. Where you, it seems like it's true. I mean, right? it depends how hard you want to play the game. Okay, <laughs> okay, I think. Yeah. All I have are lies in my mind. Just kidding. Sometimes it's easier to write it down because we could edit out our thinking process. That's true. But yeah, true. But I play this game a lot, so I've got mine dialed in. Okay. Uh, well, then you go first, so then I can kind of understand the rules because I don't think I've ever played this game. I've seen it. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, I have a shellfish allergy. I was born in my home. Okay. And I have gone skydiving. You were born in your current home? Is that what you're saying? Because that's a lie. That would be a lie. (laughs) I was not born in my current home. I was born not in a hospital. I have a shellfish allergy um, that's pretty severe, and I went skydiving. Okay, okay. I'm leaning toward the shellfish allergy Hmm. because I don't don't know... um, you're Japanese. You're so you're 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 born without shellfish allergies, right? Sorry, is that a racist thing to say? No, because you know <laughs> sushi. Japanese eat everything out of the sea. Um, um, okay, see. So okay, I mean, I mean, that's a generalization. That's born of all stereotypes. I'll accept <laughs> that logic. Is that your final answer? That was more like a I like I've seen Japanese people eat like live anyway no sorry mm-hmm. I won't, yeah, I won't my unpack people that like their shellfish yeah. but but am i one of them so i think that's the lie that's what i'm going with final okay. answer dang that is the lie really? that is my dad has a shellfish okay. allergy but yes i was born in my home in juneau alaska and um i've gone skydiving and i would totally do it again it was very fun see you you strike me as a person who has lived the extreme lifestyle in certain areas i mean not i was way more fun when i was young i feel kind of lame now (laughs) but yeah i did i did i tried to live a fun life back in my 20s well you've spent time in south africa too right which is is where where you went went it is i was gonna say that's that's like so many people's bucket list to go skydiving in south africa i'm not it was pretty perfect it was skydiving with like a view of table mountain Ugh. the guy who i was strapped to took prince harry skydiving so i was in good hands so you wow right wow. but this is funny he told me like as we were approaching the the airplane to get in he's like yelling at me and he goes my hearing's got it bad so you really gotta like <laughs> let me know if you need something and i'm like oh like he's not gonna know if i'm like <laughs> I don't know. He's like, Did you goes say wrong. To, to let go? Yeah, yeah. No. I was like, oh. And then, like, the, my friend, she jumped out first, and you were just like 
sucked out. Yeah. And so I was already, again, <laughs> in, the, in the same way for this podcast, I was like, oh shit, how do I back out of this now? <laughs> and you're strapped to someone and he can't hear me. There was no backing out, but it was the best experience. It was really, it was amazing. I mean, I could see whales and dolphins like jumping out of the ocean while I in was- In that moment? While I was like falling <sighs> through the sky. Like literally could not come up with a more like serene skydiving experience. Oh my goodness. I'm having technical- <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> this is what you can expect from this podcast. There you go. Yeah, delightfully dysfunctional. Yeah, those headphones are dysfunctional. <laughs> okay, so I guess it's my it's turn. It's your turn. Okay, here we go. Um, I'm just going to wing it. I don't okay, have I'm going to read your mind. Um, okay, two truths and a lie. Um, okay, okay. Uh, I have run a marathon. I have. I can bench press my body weight and I've played a concert with Good Charlotte. Hmm. Sorry, I give I give you a confusing body language probably. Which is actually a good strategy. <laughs> <laughs> um run a marathon. Okay, I have questions. Okay. Half marathon, full marathon. Full marathon. Full marathon. Okay. Um, bench pressed body weight currently or in your life? It's something you've done. Uh, we'll say in my life. Okay. And okay. Good Charlotte. Um, I'm going to say bench press. No. Is the lie. Ah, what was what it? Do you, you don't think I could bench press my body weight? <laughs> <laughs> which one, the which lie one? was the marathon. Oh. Oh, you just said it so confidently when I asked you. Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> I just came up with all those. I was going to tell three lies because I apparently am a liar. But, um, okay, and the, the Good Charlotte one is technically I played in the same, like, music um, festival yeah. as them. Mm-hmm. So that was a long time ago. That's long cool. Ago. I th- actually, I think I saw them in concert. Did yes, you? Yes, I totally did. Okay. In high school. That's weird. You know, the things you don't think about for like decades and then they're like, yes, I know. I totally did. That was the most. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was that was cool. Uh, that was the most popular band we ever played with. But um, never I didn't meet them or anything. Mm-hmm. But anyway, yeah. That, so uh, those are my two truths and a lie. Awesome. I would never run a marathon either. I just uh, all that running. <laughs> I can't. I don't know. I don't have the knees for it. <laughs> There's my old lady answer. Yeah. I wouldn't even walk a marathon over like a week. You know? Really? Yeah. Oh, I would do that. I'd, if it was a walking marathon, I, mean, I just don't think anyone cares. To, I guess hiking. That's just called walking, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I took a long walk. <laughs> so, James, we've brainstormed a lot of cool topics for huh? this podcast. I think we should share some that were maybe each like most excited about so when you think about the things that we've discussed that we really want to dive into Mm. what what are you itching to get to yeah i mean um gosh so many things i mean we we've written multiple lists i mean there's me personally i want to talk about tribalism i want to talk about narcissism and like children of narcissism and how uh like how much of a problem that is and that we don't, that we overlook. And then um, just cultural, like toxic cultures and Mm -hmm. toxic relationships. 
those are the things that I personally uh, want to explore because I think that that has caused so much destruction in our culture mm-hmm. and um, and we don't even realize it. We just like we and I want to talk about people pleasing and boundaries and all that juicy stuff. Yeah. All gold nuggets everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm really excited to talk about the difference between toxic families and inadequate families because mm. I think that that can get really tricky. There's yeah. a fine line there and um, uh, the effects of emotional neglect and abuse in a home because that can look and be a little bit trickier to identify than like physical abuse or yeah. alcoholism in a home and things like that. And healthy relationships and communication, uh, like what makes a happy, healthy relationship with someone? And I see those principles really like layer into any kind kind of relationship one has friendships even with your children so we are social creatures and creatures that do require community and tribe and i want it like in the same breadth but maybe in more of a micro way that we you're talking like i i want us to understand it and to go on that journey together so i'm really excited um because there's so much that branches off from those topics and there are more and more we would love your ideas too so please write to us we'll be posting our email if you have ideas or topics that you're wanting to dive into if you have a story that you're wanting advice on, um, if you have a story maybe even that you want to share and just get feedback on, I think that those um, are some really cool, real, authentic elements that I want to infuse into Delightfully Dysfunctional. Absolutely.